0: Hey, guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up podcast. If you wouldn't mind just hitting the subscribe button, like, sharing the video. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Enjoy. It was at this
1: moment that he knew he bucked up. Now fucked up! Now fucked up! Now fucked up! fucked up! fucked up! We're
0: talking about going up to Maine to Mardi Gras. Yeah. Shout out everyone there. Chris Tash. And We're talking about how you weren't excited about it.
1: But... It's funny that people were you would t- you, you were telling me before that people were reporting back to you. Like just, yeah. Just in the FYI. Trevor's not exactly well, pumped <laughs> to be fair, to be fair.
0: You don't partake in substances like the rest of the comedians on the bill.
1: Yeah, I don't have that kind of I don't know. I, I I'm never gonna. I'm not I don't want to be the fat guy on cocaine. <laughs> like, I don't want to be that guy who's like, I'm going to die in two years. Uh <laughs> I don't want to be Chris Farleying it up a little bit. Just in, I
0: never want to do Coke. Like, I don't even like how a cup of like green
1: tea makes me feel. So I don't know how I, everyone every time I'm someone suggests me drugs and I'm like, buddy, if I drink too much Diet Coke, I get anxiety. Like I get par- I get like I get anxious and I get I just I feel like shit. Like, I feel like I don't feel like real shit, but I get like a paranoia and I start going down a (laughs) tunnel of just shit. It's not fun. So I'm imagining doing harder shit. It's probably not going to be the greatest. But that was a fantastic weekend.
0: Like, I went there Friday and I was kind of worried about what it was going to be because I got there early and it was just kind of in like a backyard and it was. Then it turned out that everyone there was the nicest person ever. And they really liked comedy, which was so like when the show happened, it was really cool.
1: I had that was a thing like even though it is it was a little bit of yelling in a field uh, to people who are just coming out or going into a drug thing. (laughs) It was fun. I had fun on stage and off stage and I was barely I was on barely anything compared to everyone else. Like I was just like, I'm just having it's just fun to watch. You're know, like, it's just fun to watch you people do things. It was one of those moments where
0: you look back and you're like, this is gonna be such a fantastic memory. Yeah, yeah. In the grand scheme of comedy. And it's funny because if people weren't there and weren't a comedian, but then saw it, they might be like, What the fuck was happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the moment that was like one of my favorite shows just because uh, of all the circumstances that led up to it and what happened during the show which you were the most sober one there. I was. We, we all took mushrooms um, drank a little bit, smoked some I weed. Drank you drank a lot. Yeah, you took a Casamigos shot. We're not sponsored by him, but you took it like a champ. Yeah, I... I, I but can you describe yeah. what happened during the show when the cops arrived? <laughs> um so we're in a town new portland which i was told has no cops
1: well they challenged you there they were like we we found the the cop
0: (laughs) they came from the next town over oh yeah that was
1: how bad it was no oh so did you even were you just like I was just kind of a, I mean, I knew a little bit. I saw. I thought because you were the most sober one that you could tell. Oh, I can tell you what kind of happened that made me, it was just so funny. All
0: right, all right. Like, uh, I want to hear what you think happened and then I heard it afterwards. What happened?
1: Well, like, I was guessing, like, I don't know, someone must have complained even though I don't know how the fuck someone, I didn't, I mean, it was dark when I got there, but like, I don't know how anyone could have complained about stand-up comedy. It's one person yelling in a field. You can't barely hear it if you're even near the stage. So I don't know how anyone complained. But anyway, someone complained about the stand-up. The cop showed up. uh, And then this (laughs) nice, I'm guessing she's a nice old lady. I'm guessing she owned the place she came out and she was just like fuck this she was so angry with everything and everyone she's like I'm gonna fucking talk to these people motherfuckers and Mike was in the way he's like get the fuck out of my way Mike Fahey my friend he was just like get the fuck and she just like talked to them and then they left and I was like yeah I would be scared too (laughs) she was terrifying
0: (laughs) so during the comedy show the cops come up and I'm yelling about people doing drugs in the field and the cops show up (laughs) and this is what I find out but later they just came by to say they did it oh they really? really didn't give a shit yeah that makes sense so then they left and the comedy show kept going on thatcher went up <laughs> shout out thatcher wood past guest
1: i had i had one of my favorite experiences with thatcher uh in that night and it's gonna warm my heart every time i think about it i actually just retold that story today to mike because he forgets his story Do you want to hear the story yeah, yeah yeah it's a quick interaction in a little bit it's a quick quick interaction uh i looked at thatcher and he's just like you know he's getting ready for his set and i'm like man you got a lot of anger in you buddy and he was like Nah, man i'm chill i'm chill i was like nope you're a lot of anger in you he was like yeah i do how do you could tell like, it's in your eyes <laughs> you're terrifying You
0: are one of the nicest people I know. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Oh, all right, cool. Because
0: you deal with a lot of shit. Uh Uh-huh.
1: I have a lot of, I have a very high tolerance for um, assholery.
0: You got really sad when you said you've been doing comedy eight years before. It's been a long time. (laughs) I know, but you got, that's the most sad I've
1: seen you. I've been sad. (laughs) Do you get sad on your own? Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been arguing, I've been fighting with some sadness lately. But it's not a big deal. I'm dealing with it. What do you do? Like, I, I, uh, I don't know. It depends on the type of sadness, but I just like, I don't know. I deal with it when it bursts, it comes in bursts. So if I'm like, I won't be sad all day. Like I'll be having like a moment of sadness at most of the time at night, that's where I'm like, all right, I'm feeling bummed out about something. And, uh, and I'm like, well, I'll just deal with it. And then I just sit in it and I'm just, maybe I'll watch TV. Maybe I'll just think about it try to analyze it, think it over, chew on it, and then I'll get through it.
0: I've been feeling sad too recently. And like, not what not that I love this podcasting. I love comedy. I'll never give up. But eight years in is a long time. Like, and do oh, you,
1: what do you like? Well, here's the thing. I started uh, when I was a dumb fucking 19 year old. And I didn't know what I was doing at any sense of the word. I didn't know what I was doing at all. There was not no guidance because there was not many comics in the area. So I just kept on just going to mics and just keep on doing the same shit. And like the only regret I have is just not uh, expanding my horizons. And it mainly because I wasn't the biggest, I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of money to drive everywhere. But I wish I like worked harder to get more money and stuff and travel because I think I would have done a lot of good shit in Boston if I did that. Like if I drove to Boston more and drove outside of my area, I probably would have been a funnier comedian faster. Like I spent I wasted my first two years basically just doing the same places, not the same jokes, but the same places. And I'm finally like consider myself an okay comic. Like and that's it took a long time to get like where I think I'm like, okay, like I'm not the best. I'm not great. But I'm like, I have jokes and I am confident that they work. And it took a long time to get to that point.
0: When. But you said you're finally at that point. I'm like, at that point. Here's the thing. What I got you to that point? Like, do you just know? I just like my do job. you have like just a feeling inside like I do like a lot that it's just like this is it I got to keep going well, like yes, was the, there any time that I'm you about wavered? quitting comedy yeah like what did you ever waver is it because uh, eight
1: years is a long time to be doing yeah, it, was it weird in the beginning that was funny that the wavering was in the beginning because my first six months I did a mic a month or maybe one or two because I didn't have a car I had to borrow a car and I had to buy uh, I didn't have a job but I would drive my mom's car to an open mic or they would go with me to an open mic. My mom met, my mom and my brother like heard about my jacking off st- joke at the time. was that your first joke? It's one of my it is my first joke. My first joke was about uh like walking into a room and not knowing where your brother jerked off and <laughs> what they touched. Yeah, it's a funny premise. It's actually a reasonably funny premise as a kid. Like you're just like, oh uh, what's that? That thing looks new. Like you just become a detective. <laughs> I think about that like my first bit. It's like yeah, it, it's brings, not, it brings it brings a smile to my face. It's not a bad bit. It's not. It's not a bad premise. Maybe it was a bad bit of time, but it wasn't a bad premise.
0: Um, but if it took you eight years to finally be like, I am proud of my comedy. Like, what kept you pushing?
1: Um, that's trust, why I ask uh, about the sadness and I, stuff. I'm sad. Here's the thing. I'm not sad about comedy <laughs> right now. Relatively speaking, I am the most successful I've been in comedy. I'm the, I have the most bookings. It's not crazy. I'm not on fire, but I got the comedy studio Saturday. Uh, I got, which has been something I've been like fighting for for like since I have started going to the comedy studio. So it's like achievement, uh, like achievement. Recently, I've been doing a lot of shows. I've been relatively booked, even outside of my own shows. Like not crazy, but I got a decent amount of stuff like comedy is fine everything else kind of (laughs) sucks. like comedy is doing all right but uh i'm not having a lot of fun other way in other categories of my life
0: no no do you not have like do you have things i feel like sometimes comedy does get like
1: I mean, that's my whole thing. It's weird to say that because you're like, what could I have me talking about? I don't know. It's just a lot of things. But mostly it's just not. Comedy is most of my life, but there are other things. (laughs) Uh, I I will say it's women related. I won't tell you what it is, but I'll tell you it's women related. That makes you sad? Yeah, it's making me miserable a little bit. No one listened to this podcast. Uh, (laughs) Do you not want to talk about it? I don't. I don't I really I've been trying I've been talking about it nonstop and uh, it's not a fun subject uh, to talk about for me personally, because I've been overanalyzing it. Let's just say a girl is taking up a lot of real estate of my brain and uh, it's not fun to have that happen. And especially when you're not sure if they even like you Mm. and you. Yeah, you've never. How all right. How personal can we can
0: we get on this podcast? You can say what you're going to say. All right. So you, uh, you've you never had sex? Yeah. And that's so you, you, there's a couple, you hold it well. And I, you usually aren't like afraid to talk about. It, so that's why I I'm like. Fine
1: with it. I don't want to talk about it on stage. I used to, but I got awes, and fuck awes. Fuck awes.
0: That is, yeah. That's when the audience feels worse. The, Go like home. when they feel bad for
1: you. <laughs> they come here for a pity party. I came here for laughs. If you don't want to do that, leave. Uh, I don't know. That yeah, must suck when shit is
0: happening now because, like, I feel like you're pretty good with it normally. Yeah,
1: it's fine. I have no problem with it. I, it's not like I'm not going to be one of those assholes who's like it's by choice. Um, but it's not like don't call anyone out. <laughs> it's not or by not choice. Like it's, it's like it's a little bit of both. I've had options to have sex not, not often, but enough. Where I was like, I'm good. I didn't want it because I don't like you. <laughs> That's basically been. I don't need to be in love with the person to have sex with someone, but I do need to like the person. to have Oh, sex I
0: with I, I get that.
1: Like, I don't love would be is unrealistic. But I also have a very weird. I have just I I'm very like I'm not really like, very likable. That sounds douchey. I'm easily like people, but it's hard for me to like someone for a long term. <laughs> like like someone enough that person, you know. Because
0: you haven't had sex, does it do you not think about it as much or do you think about it a lot? Because I feel like I think about it a lot and sometimes it leads me instead of like other things. And that might be a detriment to me.
1: Fun fact. I just got my testosterone checked. I was been calling it T, but I've been kept being called a douchebag because you can't call it. How, How many who calls tea? you
0: a douche? This is the second time in like five minutes. You're like, I don't want to be a who's calling you a douchebag? I think
1: Mark Anthony made fun of me for calling it T. He didn't <laughs> call me a douchebag. He was like, T, really? What are you? A bro? And I was like, it's testosterone.
0: I don't I'm sad for Mark Anthony that he thinks you're a bro.
1: He would be hilarious if you thought I was a bro. <laughs> he was just making me fun of for a bro term. And be honestly, like I got that term from Mike Fahey. Go listen to that episode. All uh, right.
0: So you got your testosterone. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I actually have the testosterone of a 65 year old man. And I'm on pills now. So eventually we'll get those numbers bumped up. But I might get 417, which is 100 points under the person. I uh, don't At least the minimum for a 26 year old. Like, it's not legally below the... It's not in the danger zone of testosterone, but it's like...
0: Are you worried this is going to affect your comedy now that you just want to fuck all the time? Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: just going to go to your... Like, I'm going to fuck.
0: You're just going to walk up on stage rock hard.
1: Hell yeah. Every time. Just with my dick out. Just be like, who Don't wants... to do that. You'll get um, kissed. Well, I mean, I'll be like... I, I have such a good dick that I'll win them over. I'm like, like I'm that good at comedy.
0: No, like. but like... <laughs> If it doesn't, because you hit more mics and shows than a lot of people,
1: yeah, I'm crazy. Yeah, but you
0: do you with low testosterone? You probably don't think about it a lot.
1: I think about it a little bit. Like I just said, I had a girl problem, so it's not like I have no interest, but it is a low amount of interest. I also have a. It's it's also like if someone annoys me, it's definitely a a turn off even slightly. (laughs) Dude, getting a
0: getting a crush. After the age of twelve, it
1: does feel like you're a fucking dummy.
0: It feels like such an, like such a, like that's not how, like a crush. Like we were talking about this in Maine. (laughs) Oh yeah, we did. You were like, you come up to, he's like. So Thatcher told me you had a crush. And to be fair, we're all tripping. So it makes these. it was funny in the moment. In the moment, I was laughing so hard because it just took me back to like eighth grade.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the thing about comedy. And, you know, just sometimes in just general, you do you do go back to those high school, middle school years, especially in comedy. Everything feels a little childish in comedy because you're full of people who are kind of childish. But that was the funniest fucking thing. I just want to be like, hey, buddy. But having a crush
0: is dumb. Yes, it's fucking dumb. It's the stupidest thing you can do. You know what I've been thinking about lately? Like how to (laughs) like we're comedians and that's what I want to do. And that's like what I love. But how do people get like a business started? Like, how is that like a thing that someone wants to do? That's something or along the lines does. of like, well, you found, like when I see like a, a Hannaford. Well, it depends.
1: Like, I think here is there's, there's two types of business owners there's the people who found a niche, and then there's people who like something, and then they were like, I can make a business out of this. Like, they're like, I really like pizza. I really like making pizza. I'll make a pizzeria. And then there's some people who are like, oh, I know this. There's They need shipping for this. I can make a lot of money here. I'm gonna do shipping for this. It's like it's all about like what the motive. It's all motives. It's like like I want to make money. How do I want to make money? Whichever way it makes me the most happy or the most money.
0: That's kind of it's funny. That's like you and Mike. <laughs> what do you mean? Mike gets is good at like the Mike Faye shout out past guest. Yeah. But like you you hit the mics and you like do the art and he's good at like the shipping and the handling. Yeah, yes, <laughs>
1: he's good at shipping and handling and I'm good at like managing the art artists. Uh and that's that's the thing. Yeah. And Brianna's good at the art. Whoa. I don't do art. I Ooh. fucking off on art. It's one of the things I'm just, like, I just I'm like when someone's good at some other form of art, I'm like, go fuck yourself. I, I'm barely good at comedy and you're over here like painting shit, eat a dick. Get
0: Ooh. <laughs> When did you want it? Like, when did you know you were a comedian?
1: Uh, no one. I don't like this answer, but it's it's the truth. I watched a special on Netflix, um, the Louis C.K. specials to shoot up in a hilarious. I know he's a subject topic, uh, topic for some, but he uh, he had, like I was like, oh, comedy isn't all Seinfeld. You could be kind of gross. And then, and then I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs>
0: Were you like a? Did you have an inappropriate sense of humor?
1: No, I. That's the weird thing. Like, and I was. What were I, you like as a child? I was innocent and goofy. I I was like I like I was full on child. Like, and I was never like I never went through that phase. The closest I ever got to that phase was like occasionally I watched a PG thirteen movie. Like I was my parents was my mom was pretty good at sheltering me from most shit, and I, I think in a good way for the most part. I mean, I would like to play a fucking M-rated game. I mean, I still can. I can now. That made it sound like I'm still uh, sheltered. Like, I, you can I, still pl- I play Grand Theft Auto all the time. I killed the prostitutes. I do it. I, I'm like, that come over here, even, prostitute. Let me kill you. <laughs>
0: that sounds even more childish. <laughs>
1: it does. It does sound it. But, like, I was pretty sheltered as a kid. Uh, I didn't have, like, a... Here's the thing. Like, I didn't grow a sense of humor since until high school. Like, I was not, like... Like, I wasn't, like... Like a, bo- like, a, like a boring person. I was just never funny. I was just kind of like goofy. And I, never, I didn't grow a, a sense of humor or, or like, a, I don't know, a comedy, any sensibilities of comedy until high school.
0: I think that's true. My grandma met one of my ex-girlfriends and <laughs> she goes, I can't believe he wants to com- be a comedian. He was never funny.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No one thinks you're funny. Here's the thing, and I think this is totally true. Uh, usually, you're like funniest person in class in like high school or middle school or whatever is never going to become the comedian. It's always the, per- the second or third person who's like quiet. The quiet people are usually the funniest.
0: So you listen to all the Louis C. K. and you're like, "Think." Well, this- I
1: just, that was my realization. Cause like basically the, as far as I knew Seinfeld, so I would watch Seinfeld. How old
0: K. were kid. you when you found Louie? 18. Uh, you
1: did comedy at 19. Yes. It took me a year. I Googled comedy advice for six months. Just kept on Googling it every, every day. Every what day. was your first joke? It was the masturbation joke. It's like, Whoa.
0: Oh, oh, about your brother touching things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my, how'd first... it go? It was that bit. Like, here's the thing. How, no, how'd your first set go? Oh, bad. It was a pub on park and it was loud and no one was listening. But honestly, I liked that. I preferred that. I memorized my lines perfectly and i said them perfectly but no one was listening
0: that is actually i feel like that going up when i started comedy i would go to mics that were um like mixed open mics yes, and ones did that, that didn't like on cape where people didn't want to hear comedy they didn't yeah. expect it there wasn't even supposed to be comedy and I like that trained me to be good for no matter what the situation. Cause no club is gonna be as bad as like when a woman, uh, th- like, threw a drink at me. You know what I mean? Well, that's <laughs> the
1: weird thing about me. Well, I guess it's not too weird. I was like a little edgy, a little edgelord, not a big lord, but I had a little bit edgelord in me. as a, as a beginner comic, it's just it just didn't match who I am. I'm not really that edgy of a person, so when I evolved, I I about two years of me doing that shit, and then I went to like harder subjects, like having CP, which I have sleep or palsy It's mild. Don't uh tell, don't in the comments tell me I'm a liar. <laughs> People do that. People They're like, you don't have that. Yeah, that's that happens. At sh- that happen at shows. That happen shows all the time. They're like, hey man, are you? Is that CP thing real? Nah, it's just. How, it. It's a goof.
0: <laughs> how does it form? In, like, I don't know much about your palsy.
1: If I had to explain it in the best way I could, I might be wrong and someone will comment I'm wrong. Uh, it's I like, like
0: that you think my listeners know that. Much just gonna about talk medicine. They
1: just Google it. It's like fucking liar. You don't know shit. Suck a dick. And I'm like, I just, this is, this is what I heard, man. Uh, a Who do you think is listening to this? Monsters. Podcast? All monsters. You have the. Mon- I don't. I have no idea who's listening. <laughs> people were like rap No, They're like this but- guy's a bit of a bitch. And I'm like, yeah, I am a little bit of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, people would say I'm a liar. And like CP, if I had to explain it, it's like if a computer wires were a little longer, like it takes a little longer to get there. Like I'm and it's honestly physically, I basically knocked it out of me through physical therapy, but I'm still pretty clumsy. But it's part of that is how
0: old are you when you're diagnosed?
1: i was like 10 they honestly still kind of are guessing i think i don't think they're 100 percent sure but they're like this is the closest you're gonna to get to a diagnosis so i was like "The Dion disease milds. created yeah, your basically. own fucking
0: disease that disease
1: <laughs> yeah fucking call it whatever the fuck you want to call it
0: <laughs> you're you're a sick man trevor
1: uh, i'm a i'm a disease uh the Dion disease.
0: You take a lot of shit well. Like at Rose like in row circles. Were you like, oh,
1: like... I was just you I think I know the question. You can finish if you like, but I dig <laughs> I Do you bullied? Like No, I was never I was barely bullied. I was bullied by my friends, ironically, which is not No, really.
0: uh, that's the same yeah. Hard but hard ball boss thing. And I think was, I was only bullied once really in my whole life, and it wasn't even that that well, that's bad. the
1: thing between you and me, man. Uh we're we're big guys.
0: Yeah, no one re- yeah, no one's gonna I win. was
1: also six I was also six two and also three to four hundred pounds at any point in might what life. was the heaviest four hundred. I was probably honestly. What are you at now? I'm at three, three hundred, three something, three like t- three ten. Um, but yeah, so I yeah, I was always a big kid, so no one really bothered me. Uh, only my friends would bother me. And honestly, if you want to know my why I don't get bothered by roasts, you do you want to know my pro- what, what goes through my head? Yeah, uh, it's the J Okis, yeah, big J Oakis kind of uh, mentality. Of, like, when you're someone's like, if someone calls you, like, hey, your mom's a mom's a whore, sucks million dicks. He's like, sure, mom's sucking a million dicks. He could say that, but I know he's, she's not. She's making pie at home. <laughs> she's making, she's a pie maker. Like, yeah. So, like, when someone makes fun of me, I'm like, I don't know, man. It's just whatever you're thinking, I guess, whatever floats your boat. But yeah,
0: I get the Like, when people hate on the podcast or something. It's like no one has ever said something that I haven't already thought. This is, it's kind of a different mentality for me. It's like, I've already thought that about myself. That, that like, helps, too.
1: You, you think, like, you're not creative. Like, Here's the thing. I, like, I, I, I know I'm pretty good at acknowledging my faults.
0: But I'm not good at roasting. I did a roast against Alan Fitzgerald. You can watch it on Comedy Fight Club. It was the Andy Malafarina versus Tom Myers episode. And I bombed it.
1: I did not do well. I did a roast with Mike Fahey recently. And I was like a mess. Like I was like, he didn't, we both sucked. So it wasn't like I was getting my ass kicked. It was just both like fucking bombing at jokes in front of no one in my defense. But I was like, I wrote jokes and they were like bad. And I was like, I'm not good at roasting because here's the thing. I'm a decent, I can decently, I can occasionally get a punch in. But like I, I hug. I'm just. I don't want to be mean. I also feel bad immediately. I want to apologize. Like it's not on few roasts. But like here's the thing. And it also there, there is a little myth. There's a, there's one area in life. Well, there's one area in roasting where I'm good at. If I like you, but I'm also kind of bothered by you, that's where my brain. And why
0: is. did you bomb with Mike? I hate him. Fucking hate him. <laughs>
1: So you can't roast
0: them. Yeah, no, I just can't stand the man. That's why I don't. You guys do have like a partnership.
1: Yes. Do you have siblings? I do. Oh, yeah, you
0: have a brother do have that a brother. jerks off.
1: I I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know his life, but yeah, <laughs> that was a bit. Honestly, I don't remember calling him jacking you off. You
0: God. don't think your brother's ever jerked off in his whole life?
1: I honestly don't know. And I don't want to know. Like, I want to keep that as a mystery. Let's keep it. Let's keep it a mystery, guys. <laughs> hey,
0: if you're listening, what's your brother's name? brian Ryan. Brian Dion, let me know if you masturbate. Yeah, give it. Give Sam Buck an update. Let him know when at you're Sam doing it. Sam C. Buck on Instagram.
1: Yeah. <laughs> ask him. Let him know he's doing it. Uh, let him know you're doing it. Uh, but uh, what was your point? Was your I told you. <laughs> <better remember. laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? I don't know. About? We just got off a tangent about my brother jerking off. Uh, yeah, really this is really...
0: a real problem. This is why roast. I can't it do... It basically uh, roast. Oh, about not being able to do not roast. Not being good at roast. It's... And going against Alan Fitzgerald, which that's someone. All right. So he's been doing it 10 years. And like going against him, he was booked on the first. You booked me on my first show. Mm -hmm. I did. What was the name uh, of that place?
1: uh, AJ's Bar and Grill. Fucking dumpster fire.
0: Oh, my. So this is my first show ever, ever, like real show. And um, Trevor books me for AJ's Barn Grill, in Fall River, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I walk up. A guy's riding a bike. He pulls up. He goes, I'm not even going to lock this up. I hope someone steals it. Gives me a reason to kill someone. Jesus. tonight." The first thing I hear at my first show ever walk-in doesn't go any better
1: after no that. it doesn't i've had two funny things happen at that bar i that might be the same show you're talking about because i was outside we were all chatting i don't know if you were. you might have been there for that we were all chatting someone grabbed my ass a dude, yeah, a dude with show. like three or four fingers grabbed my ass He was like you're big and sexy and i was like okay thanks for that uh i don't remember what i said but i was like I bring, all right cool I wasn't, it's not like I was more, I wasn't even a That fighter. was the same show
0: that the guy was leaving. He goes, I'm going to go smoke crack. Did he? A guy I during my head. set. <laughs> I don't know if it was the same guy, but a guy during my set r- r- left and yelled
1: that. And then he grabbed my ass and called me a toots. Uh, like it's the fifties. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing here, doll face? And I'm like, I'm 26 and I, and I'm gross. Uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm 26 and I'm a big guy. Um, but anyway, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so that happened. And then I got in. <laughs> so Mike parked my car, right? Another car related story. I parked my car and then we did our show. And then I went in and I was like, I'm going to drive it up front to make the putting away shit easier. And then I go in and we, and I got caught in a conversation, I come out, someone's sleeping in my car, someone's <laughs> sleeping in the front wheel and he's sleeping. And like, I'm such a, I'm like I'm still a little innocent and a little goofy, so I'm looking at him and I was like, "Is this not my car? I swear I put my car here." Like I was so convinced that it was like I can't believe he didn't steal it. There was no keys. He just got in and he just fell was asleep. like, he just needed someone a nap, and my door was open. Did you wake him up? Yeah, I was like, "Hey, buddy, this is I gotta go." <laughs> like I wasn't even like pissed. I was just like. I know it's rough out there, but I can hanging sleep in my car, dude. <laughs> I don't even know if he was, he was he was drunk out of his ass and it wasn't he wasn't from the bar. He just came from somewhere else drunk and found my car
0: in Maine. I almost hooked up with a homeless girl.
1: That sounds about right. That tracks.
0: And I didn't.
1: Why not? I can't hook up with a homeless girl. You got like, a place. You should have brought it to the room so we could make fun of you. for Would her. you hook up with a homeless girl? No, <laughs> I wouldn't. And at least not in that field. <laughs> That's a,
0: even she was a pretty. First attract, off,
1: she was pretty attractive. Most homeless people. I mean, not all most homeless people, but there is a section of homeless people that people don't understand are hot, hot as fuck to you. No, just in general. No, dude. I know people have dated homeless people. There are just some people who just sometimes you can- not
0: date a homeless person.
1: And challenge have accepted a home. for some people. Who do you know? You know who you know the person I'm gonna I'm talking about. You are good friends with have them. they been a guest on this podcast? No, but they are good friends with you. Who is it? I do you want me to say yeah, names? Yeah, I want to say names. It's Dan. Dan oh dated a homeless person. Oh
0: really? Yeah. Oh shit. I'm so glad I didn't hook up with that homeless girl. Because that's yeah. just a, that's like a, when you go up to heaven, that's a notch in the wrong direction. Or is it in the right to, All right. Do you think hooking up with a homeless girl
1: gives you into heaven or gets you into hell? <laughs> You're really shitting on homeless people. They're just, tra- I mean, sometimes people just don't have homes, man. Uh, some people just don't have, just, just, like, uh, just in, in between places. All right,
0: I don't give a shit about your humanitarian feelings <laughs> right now. I'm asking you a question. When you go up to heaven, say you fucked a homeless person. You go up to heaven. Is God happy with you or not happy Oh, with
1: he's ex- you? He's excited, man. He's like, oh, you did them a solid. Damn
0: it. I wish I took up with the homeless person. Yeah, though. man,
1: you would have done great. I was like, where
0: are you gonna stay? It's not like
1: you're gonna go like you're like you you're leaving. You're not coming back.
0: Yeah, but it's like also it's like like feeding a squirrel. I don't know what diseases they have. Jesus, dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Homeless (laughs) people are fucking rats. (laughs) No, I I said squirrels. I said squirrels. To be honest, dude. Everyone there I wouldn't fuck because it smelled like diseases. Like that's what I'm saying. So you're gonna But I'm not saying just like if you just found like a regular chick who's like homeless, it's not like judging her. There they 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 like they've been on a three-day judge drug binge. Maybe it's not the best truth. I just feel like homeless pussy isn't the cleanest. Wash them.
0: Wash
1: them, yeah, like Jesus. Wait, like, you it's want an, to get like it's
0: an animal you found on this tree, like, no, I would have to you know, get him in the bath. Jesus washed them.
1: Mary's feet. I'm not religious, I just think this is a funny thing to say. Uh, <laughs> Jesus washed Mary's feet. You could that wash was his feet. mom. I know, was a prostitute, I thought. No, he washed the prostitute's feet. My, Mary my
0: isn't Mary Jesus' mom. The Virgin Mary, yeah. yes, it
1: is. I make the wrong name. I don't, I don't. I'm not religious. Maybe. <laughs> everyone in the book is named Mary or Jesus. <laughs> so
0: you, you, I just couldn't do it, especially while I was tripping. Like I couldn't hook up with a homeless girl. I couldn't. I'm sorry. I might. I might have. I might be too picky. You're a little biased. People here. might call me picky, but. I can't put.
1: I think you should fuck whoever you uh, like. Were they hot? It's pretty, pretty
0: attractive.
1: Were they? They, all, were they like on board with fucking?
0: I don't. I thought hot girls got free housing.
1: <laughs> like, I just, like it's a social program. Yeah, like, like I
0: thought. Like if you were over a seven, like the government just gave you an allotted amount for an apartment at the
1: end of the month. Well, here's the thing. Like, I think if you're if you're attractive enough, you can just find free homing, free home housing. Like, I not, guess no, not, no, I uh, guess like, not. not consistently just like, oh, I'll sleep at that guy's place. Oh, I'll sleep at that guy's place. And it's not even, they don't even see, fuck. I'm not going to get, I'm not even calling them a whore. I'm saying like, if a hot chick goes up to a dude who's like, let me live with you. They're going to be like, sure. I'm so not you're just See, I'm not going to like
0: fuck for a place. Like, I don't want her to be like, I got to fuck this dude to sleep tonight.
1: You think that was why she was going to fuck you? For, no, for housing no, they, no, you you, you the housing program the government's Putting in And it's, instead of taxes they have to fuck Sam Buck
0: <laughs> That would be a You horrible, know what I'm gonna be a That house, would be a horrible government I'm gonna be program. a
1: houseless, homeless motherfucker If that becomes the case
0: <laughs> That would be a horrible government I feel like That would be a good way to get The kids that what? are like losers. Listen,
1: if you're gonna, if you don't get your act up, if you don't get if you get those grades up. You're gonna stop fucking Sam Buck for housing. No, no, the second you. you just... turn eighteen, you're out the door and fucking Sam Buck if you want to live anywhere.
0: <laughs> I'm out, and that's why I'm out. I pull out the idea at first does, but there would be. It's like gynecologists. Like I what? would have friends. <laughs>
1: i'm sorry i stopped you need to explain your point
0: i had friends that were like like oh it'd be so cool to be a gynecologist looking at pussy all day bro (laughs) and i feel like yeah but you have to see the grossest ones too well
1: the sick ones or at least yeah like also the pregnant ones uh, (sighs) that's not a bad thing pregnant people give me do you have a pregnant fetish that would be so weird Imagine that's why I have the girls who look up I just, with you do, <laughs> yeah. but I, I got the belly for it. I'm in constant eight months, I'm in a constant eight months pregnancy. All
0: right, yes, I'm sorry, you, no, know it's okay. you, you got fat, <laughs> everybody, everybody, but no, gynecology that would be a horrible job. I would, it would be a horrible job to be a straight gynecologist.
1: What's wrong? They're just, just vaginas, man. You know, just fucking look at them. I mean, They're like, yeah, that's a good vagina. That's all that your job is. Yeah, but if it's,
0: imagine if it's all like. Unless you're,
1: I guess if you're a really horny dude, I wouldn't recommend the profession. If you're just like, always like fucking just, I want to fuck something. You have to look at a vagina. Yeah. Probably Do you not like you job look at <laughs> No.
0: Because I look at like, I have this cutoff. I fell, I fell on my bike. I fell on my <laughs> bike. <laughs> on the rail trail. And um, whenever I, I have to say that, because whenever I say I fell on my bike, people are like, oh, do you mean like motorcycle? Are you oh. cool? And I'm like, no, my bicycle. Even my bicycle. <laughs> on the rail trail. I was going to
1: the ice cream store.
0: I was riding my bicycle and I fell. And my hand is so gross now that I have to like. Oh, that spot right there? Yeah, it's. I'm not going to show people, but it's nasty as fuck, and it makes people sick looking at it.
1: I probably wouldn't be bothered by it. So just imagine a scabby <laughs> pussy pussy. Hey, man. Tough. Everyone has a tough day at work. Sometimes you look at good vaginas. Sometimes you look at bad vaginas. It's the but it's I, w- the I think
0: that's a, I think that's one of the worst. First straight dude? Yeah, that's the one of the worst jobs for a straight dude.
1: I mean... I mean, the doctor has to look at a broken bone and like it's going to be spurting, in. And it's probably all like uh, there are like gross ass things in all levels yeah, of the medical profession.
0: All right. So say I'm you... sorry if I'm ruining. No, 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 no. <laughs> so say you love Burger King. Hypothetically. No, you love, I Burger, King.
1: love Burger King. It's fucking. You know, disgusting. I've gone to
0: Burger King like two times the past month. Not happy
1: with it. It's not good. You think I was going to defend it? Think I'm gonna defend Burger King? It's fucking gross. My whole jokes are about how bad that place know. is at being a business. But I'm just saying fucking you, lo- land. you love
0: Burger King. I do. So say you were working at Burger King. Ugh. Sure. Just imagine it's a nightmare. Just, uh, and you see the disgusting things that go on In at Burger King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably don't want to eat at
1: Burger King anymore. You're talking to the wrong man here. I already know that place is disgusting. It's gross. Yeah, but I'm... when you see it, here's like, not...
0: all right, I had a friend who worked at a place on Cape Cod.
1: Br-br-br- Call them out. Call them out. Brummer
0: House of Pizza. That's the name. And she once found a Band-Aid in the marinara sauce there. And she told the owner and they're like, we can't get rid of this marinara sauce. So they just threw the bandaid away and kept using it. Gross. I would never go back there. But here's the reality. After I heard man. that story.
1: Here's the reality, man. Every fucking restaurant is fucking gross at some fucking point.
0: I've worked at restaurants that aren't that gross. If there's a bandaid in the marinara, that's pretty bad. I'll admit that's pretty bad. That's a gross pussy at the gynecologist. I'm. I i can not yell that because there's children upstairs. Shout out practicing talking studios. The fucking Mike Fahey's children are upstairs. I can't be talking about pussy pussies. Well, here you are doing but it, but here I'm doing it. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't. I wouldn't be able to have that job. That's the worst job for straight men.
1: Uh, I mean. It depends on the kind of straight man. I could see uh, someone really hating like, you know, like a like you're like you're like a fluffer. got to touch dicks. That's not a straight guy who who's so desperate straight. Guy I'm a poor ass bitch. Someone, so someone me, guys. desperate
0: for a job that he's like, ah, I could work at Subway for minimum <laughs> wage or I could jerk dudes off before they fuck chicks. You would take that job before Subway
1: uh oof! i bet subway if you want to talk about a place i bet the back back the back of it's a nightmare i feel like that place of oh, a subway yeah i don't do I you want to know oh Fuck.
0: i go to the so i drive to new york a lot as you know and when you go to new york you know the rest stops on the side have what dunkin donuts in the subways yeah and i've eaten at those subways those are probably the dirtiest subways in the whole world.
1: Yeah, they don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah. you don't have a choice here. This is this or nothing. You, you're you on the road. <laughs>
0: Germs are, like, pretty much, over. like, we're over scared of them because we don't really think about, like, how germy, like, I was thinking about cans the other day, how nasty the top of cans actually are. Like everyone touches it. It's like, yeah, but then you put your mouth on it and you drink from it.
1: I've never been a germaphobe in any sense of the word. And I think that I've lived my life through that. And that's probably why I'm single. Uh, but if there, if you were, I've never been a germ. I, honestly, I've always been through the logic and it might be a childlike logic of like, you're, you want to be, you want to not be the cleanest. Honestly, being very clean makes you so when you get sick, you get sick hard. And that's true, actually.
0: Can you just turn to the camera as you say that clean gets you
1: hard? No, that you know I say? that the dirty you are, the, the clean people are clean people get the sickest usually because they their body, their immune system Trevor, is not ready. You do look sickly.
0: You understand the irony
1: of you saying am Not saying it. I'm the. I'm maybe I'm the exception to the rule. I, I I also uh also always kind of look like shit. Thank you. Uh,
0: regardless, you I, you're on. You said you were on testosterone. Are you worried
1: about hair loss with that? I'm already getting hair loss without it, so it's going to be with it or without it. I don't. We're going to get my number to a normal number. I I don't want a high. You want you don't want above a thousand. But I want to like at least. Hey, give me like an eight hundred. Give me like a six, seven. I'll take it. I'll take a five. Really? Give me off. Give me a five. I don't know what these
0: testosterone <laughs> it's- numbers mean.
1: It's honestly, the number is 300 to a thousand, but I have 400, which is fine. Kind of like legal, like technically I'm legally, lying. legally, te- technically I'm fine. If your testosterone drops below that, they're coming to arrest you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a real crime. But if, if, like, if you're on the 300, you're in a real problem. Like you have no ambition. I've been researching testosterone just because of it. And like you, it's like, it's really connected to a lot of ambition. It's not all like masculine energy, like screaming or like, there is like horniness connected to it, but it's not all just being raged or being a bro or whatever. So, like like Mike Fahey had got his head hit. His testosterone was like 150. And he had no inhibition to even get out of the get out of his uh I have a big ass head, so this thing is falling off. Uh you can adjust <laughs> it. Oh, really? Cool. There it is. It's actually working. I did it.
0: We're like fucking 40 minutes into this podcast. I, I got a weird
1: head, man. <laughs> A lot of it's a big head. Uh, the only reason I don't get made fun of it because I have a big body that levels it out. Uh, but I do have a large ass head. Uh, what was my point? Oh, testosterone is like it's connected to ambition. Mike had no uh, testosterone, so he had like 150 to like zero, and that means no ambition. So he had like no, no, he had, didn't even want to get out of the car, out of his bed. I have like 300, which is tech through 400, which is technically fine. For a 65 year old man (laughs) i'm the testosterone of a 65 year old so uh the doctor funny enough i had some really the funnier interaction with two of my doctors one kept on saying i have no uh someone said they were like uh you have no chin and i was like i don't know what's that gonna do what's gonna do with anything (laughs) And he was like, well, you probably have sleep issues. So you're waking up and that's actually your sleep and testosterone is connected because your brain, I can make more of whatever the fuck the brain to make testosterone. But if my body's not accepting it because of sleep issues, then it's just Do not- you have insomnia. I don't. That's the weird thing. I think I, I, uh, I have a DVR septum and I have a problem. And I, I also like my doctor informed me. I have no chin uh that's so silly i think it's because I'm, he's just calling me fat like he's calling he's saying you look like you, look like you got no chin you're fat you, that's actually his two notes he really hit hard you're a fat motherfucker also you got no chin bitch. Just,
0: <laughs> i wish he just said like one like one would be fine but both are not good yeah, he
1: really hammered the chin thing too many times uh but anyway he was like he was basically explaining like the reason why you need to like what well, we also need is get you a sleep study is because if you have sleep issues, uh, that can be connected to your low T. So I need a, they need to fix both for me to even be like normal. Uh so I don't think I don't think I hope it's not gonna be a big difference between now and then.
0: Imagine if you just get ripped as shit. Fuck yeah. Ripped, Trevor. Just fucking just
1: bah, bah, bah. Bah. This big dude. I'm already a big dude. Mike is informing me that I am intimidating from like, I guess, in a sense, I guess. So women
0: under five to eight.
1: Yeah, that's what I've been saying. But he said I'm a six two three. What's your type in women? I like. What do you mean? Like in personality wise or physically?
0: Physically.
1: I I like I I actually have. It's a slow process with that. I've honestly 26. You'd be surprised. But I honestly don't didn't know for the longest time. Uh, I like uh, bigger women. I like thicker women, if you will. Uh, I like those types of women. Um, That's really that's all I like really hammered down. Like I personality is really most of it. But I do. I don't like thin women. Thin women, honestly, are the worst. Usually thin women, super thin women, like super attractive women. Like the part of me is like, (laughs) Like, you look intimidating, but you're not funny. I'm
0: going to save you right here. You can't call super thin women attractive women because there are attractive bigger people.
1: No, there is. There's plenty of I'm attracted to bigger people, but I'm saying stereotypically attractive people. I'm attracted to thicker women. They are hot to me. Thin women are usually gross. Thick women me. are hot. It's well, it's all like relative speaking. Of all it's all compared. It's taste, it's all taste in general society. Yes, thicker as women. As long as
0: they're not homeless. <laughs> that's called a callback ladies and gentlemen
1: (laughs) i'm not i was obviously i'm not talking about like me personally because i do i exclusively find thicker women attractive
0: all right give me some more details perfect perfect woman
1: uh i it's honestly mostly personality what's the personality uh i like someone who has their shit together and i does that sound like a personality trait yeah like confidence I like. T- I exclusively
0: date women who are way more successful than me, and it makes me feel like I need to work hard.
1: I like that. That's really where it comes down. I like someone who's like I feel like is going to make me better as a person. I want I, that's kind of the thing I want in a person. I I'm not that. I'm okay. I honestly think I'm an okay guy. I'm not the most competent. I think Mike has been telling me I like I act like a child, and I kind of do a little bit, but. But I do think if I got like a woman who's like, like, honestly, I'm a pretty easygoing guy, so I can't have a woman who's easygoing. I need someone who's kind of bossy or kind of knows what they want. Cause I don't care what I, what I have. Like, I don't, you can, I'm pretty easy. I'm the most easygoing person. I don't really care most of the time. I need someone else to care because I can't do, I can't, we can't have two people just being like, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. And then, then we die. Like, I can't have that. I like someone who's a little takes charge. Someone who's confident, someone who's like, knows their shit. And like someone who like can just like knows what they want. So I don't have to think about I don't care what I cause I don't care what I want. Could you ever date that sounds insane?
0: No, that sounds great. Okay. If you're to that, hit Trevor Dion up at, at TNT. Dion. Fuck yeah. They're
1: not they're not they're, like not, going they're to. not going to. <laughs> I don't think women listen to this no, podcast. Exclusively people who like rap. And here I am. <laughs>
0: No, I have comedy fans, too. Uh, I have comedians on.
1: I know you do. I know you guys have some people who love comedy. Comedy. What are you going to say? Could you ever date a comedian? Yeah. You know who says they can't? People who date comedians. Literally, almost everyone who's told me, I don't date comedians. Two, maybe three months later, they're dating a comedian.
0: Oh, you're saying, I thought you were saying they usually date comedians and they're like,
1: no well sometimes it ends badly most of the time it ends badly but most people who say they won't date comedians will date a comedian eventually uh and some people who don't know they usually don't i like
0: i've i'm gonna be honest with you and with the listeners right now
1: oh and funny i want someone who's funny or at least someone with a sense of humor i honestly there is a little bit so at least one person has it yeah (laughs) thanks thanks sam you're a good buddy uh and here's the weird thing about me, and I know this for a fact. I need someone who's not an easy laugh, but not a like a but not the easiest laugh. Like I need someone in the middle. I don't know what it is, but like if someone laughs at everything, there's no fun in making someone laugh who laughs at everything. And then there's people who don't laugh, and I'm like, well, fuck, I have nothing. <laughs> so I need someone who's like in the middle who will laugh, but isn't like always laughing. You know you what I mean? I'm a saying? normal person. Yes. There's not a lot of those in my Around me. I, I only I, I attract weirdos.
0: I think this is not good and I don't think I should fulfill this, but
1: I realize <laughs> I love what I love when something starts like that.
0: I realize that I like female comedians like I like that personality trait comedian. Yeah,
1: I mean, they and do come with and it's
0: like shitty because it's like uh, i don't think that would work out yeah probably not but it's such a shitty thing to like yeah, being honest i probably shouldn't admit this but like i do li- like that is something i like like you like comedians yeah it's on unre-
1: it's reasonable it's not a big deal i i don't shit like listen we're all like in in a big scale of things and i'm sure plenty of people have said something similar to this it's just like I don't know. We're all people. We're all in this world. It's a lonely fucking world. If you can find someone you like, go for it and see what happens. If it fails, it fails. Move the fuck on. But who cares who they do? What, who cares what they do? As long as you're happy with that person or in are happy with you. It's the end of this conversation.
0: That's a beautiful sentiment.
1: Fuck horse. I'm trying to I need to ruin it. I don't like, I don't like being too generous. I don't like being too sincere. It makes me uncomfortable.
0: You have so many fucking shows coming up. I do have a lot of shows. You're we're killing it.
1: We're doing good. Doing good. It's a little stressful because it's August. and It's not the greatest month for comedy, but we're, we're going to get to the season. We just did a seas. show in
0: front of two people last night. What did we do? China Gourmet.
1: Oh, that's right. Fucking metal. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Not going great sometimes. It was four people. Thank you. Actually, there was six. There was two when I was on stage. Well, yeah. That makes sense. No, no, you started off first. There were four people in the corner. Oh, oh,
0: that's well. One of them was a comedian.
1: Yeah, that's true. So three, I guess, and the and, couple who were they, who didn't want to be there for comedy.
0: Did, Did you see they got up and moved to a table on the other side of the restaurant? I didn't know that. They were. I'm sorry.
1: They were telling us they were leaving.
0: No, they and, just moved. They to just be moved. To, that's okay. I didn't uh, want them to be there.
1: They were fucking, they were heckling and shit. They were heckling, but not even like a fun heckle. Like I was doing a setup to a joke and they were like trying to give me a punchline. I was like, that's a shitty punchline. Don't fucking tell me a bad punchline to one of my jokes.
0: I did three. Uh, sometimes comedy humbles you. I've been, I've been doing, it I, always humbles. I've you. been doing all right. You. I've been having you. good. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it humbles me a lot. I've been doing all right on shows and then I did three mics yesterday and bombed all three. Mics don't count. I mean I did your guest spot on your show.
1: Yeah. Mics don't count. Doesn't matter. It literally is the it is say words on stage, get used to the tempo, get used to saying it. So you don't fuck it up when the regular people are there. If there's regular people at the open mic, treat it like a show or treat it like a a, a, a premium open mic where you can do jokes that you want to see if they work. But even then, it doesn't matter. There's no risk and there's no reward. You want respect from the other comedians? Who fucking cares what they think? I don't know if I, gr- I, don't know if I agree with that. Open mics don't matter? Yeah. Why would you say they would? What's your argument for the, uh, the alternative?
0: Because, all right, that's like, go into any other profession. Practice matters.
1: And yeah, that's just practice. It's about showing up. Yeah, practice. But here's the thing, I'm I'm sorry I'm interrupting you, but it's like batting cages. You didn't fucking strike out. You missed the ball. I see. Fucking nailed it.
0: Uh, I don't. No, but I do think open mics are important. They are. And I do think people. I don't like when people fuck around at open mics. Here's, like the wasting time. here's the thing and it's
1: a fascinating little middle ground there in my opinion i've never really expressed this out loud in a long time but if you can fuck around and make people laugh on stage regardless if it's comedians or not part of me is jealous of that mentality my mentality at open mics is just like write jokes i mean tell jokes i've written down but there is that level of like i need to kill mentality and like the idea of like going to going to an open mic and having that mentality and being like i'm just gonna do whatever the fuck i need to get these people to laugh even if they're comics i kind of respect it it also hurts you in the long run unless you're that certain type of comic who can manage that all the time with any audience it hurts you because it makes you write for the comics not rights for regular people
0: oh i 100 agree with that i thought you were saying that messing with the audience doesn't hurts you it which, can be
1: well then here's the thing i was trying to respect the, those people in some ways when they do it right there are some people who can go up there and fuck around and kill and like but you
0: should fuck around and then get into real material and an open mic yes you should be able to get them on your side and then get the material across you wanted to get across
1: yeah and i think i've always came from the mentality of writing is very important and i came from a place where that wasn't the that wasn't it I would. I'm. I'm not gonna call. I'm. I'm calling out the whole thing, Rhode Island comedies. scene. I love all the comedians there. Most of them, about sixty-five percent. So that's not not all. That's not all of them. That's math. That's, um, but when I started, it was mostly the king was crowd work, and it's actually the king a lot of places. It, it's the, it's a magical, if you're good at it, you can make a whole, you can do whatever the fuck you want, really to be honest. Cause if it's just, a, it's a secret bullet to most things. But for me, I always, even from the beginning, was like, I want jokes. I want to know these jokes work. I want to do these jokes and not be confident in these jokes. I want to be, I don't want to just bullshit around or make, cause you can't record that. You can't, there's only so far you can get with crowd work in comedy and that's not being i'm not saying that about anyone particular i'm saying in general when it comes to comedy and respecting uh, respect from other comedians and which is something you should get well that's like big j
0: who's probably one of the best crowd work comedians is also one of the best storytellers
1: yeah well he's, he's yeah he's like transitions it perfectly where it just feels like he's talking yeah And it's like brilliant. I'm not saying crowd work is a bad art or you shouldn't know it. You should. It's a very, it's a very important art. I'm saying when it becomes your whole bag and especially when you're just starting or you're not like 10 years in and you haven't written any jokes, you should be spending your first whatever, how many years it takes for you to write like 20 or 30 minutes jokes before you even start thinking about crowd work. And. It's, it's a talent, and you were like, I need to do it because it makes things easier. But like, that's, that's the problem. It makes things easier, and then you become complacent. You get what I'm – you get it? Yeah, no, totally.
0: So- I agree. I felt like I did, I've only recently started like, really trying to do more of it, but it's because I felt comfortable enough in my material.
1: Sorry. I did listen to what you are saying, but then I was thinking about how the fact I'm on camera and I've been touching my balls – and I wonder how many times I've been tagging up, grabbed in my balls.
0: <laughs> so I God. really hope someone watches this podcast and does a ball count.
1: I, I honestly, that was all I was thinking about. And I know you don't do anything, but I'm just hearing the, the numbers on top. Ding, ding. ball. Ding. What's wrong with your balls? Nothing's wrong with my balls. I'm just a weird sitting weird. And I'm a weird person. Are you person. sitting on your balls? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just, I get, I'm fidgety. I
0: understand. I am too. I watch I hate watching back the episodes with my leg in it because I can Do you watch see your it, but...
1: your episodes back? Yeah, I have to cut my clips. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I put work into my podcast. I do too. I put pro- 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 I put work into my podcast. I uh... practicing talking. Yeah, yeah yes. Cray. Practicing talking. Do you
0: wanna plug your shit? Sure. Is this the end? Yeah, we're we're Fuck coming to yeah. the end.
1: Practicing production. I get to
0: do another dab with Mike. Favre. Go
1: to Practicing Productions Facebook page. Uh, if you want to listen to us talk nonsense, it's Practicing Talking. Uh, you can find that literally everywhere. Uh, go to Practicing Productions if you want to go to a comedy show. We have comedy shows everywhere in New England. So if you're want, if you in a state, you're probably going to find a comedy show. And that's it. Also, TNTD on Instagram and Twitter. I like the, the, the song from ACDC. And uh if you want to
0: fuck him hell yeah slide in his DMs fuck you yeah. peace out motherfuckers
1: fuck you yeah.